Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, Paratruthers. This week's episode is brought to you by our patrons over on Patreon.com forward slash Paratruth. With their help, we are continuing to bring amazing new content to our listeners every week. So if you feel the urge to donate, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Paratruth, where you can just donate only a dollar and get some amazing rewards for your donation. Go check it out. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we've got another installment in the Haunted Campfire Stories in the, the series that we are doing for the next couple of weeks here. Now, I don't have any more personal stories that I can think of. Uh, Eric, I, I think, probably has a couple more that he can bring up. But uh, I decided to look up some some ghost stories that aren't necessarily campfirey, but they're they're weird and interesting, which would make them a campfire story. And the one thing that uh, I I don't know if we've ever touched base on. I just looked up ghost stories, Eric, mm-hmm. and one thing that popped up in the Google search was. It's by the Smithsonian Magazine, and it says, A plea to resurrect the Christmas tradition of telling ghost stories. Have we ever covered that before? No, I don't think so. (laughs) But I, which is weird because we both know about it. Like we've heard about it over so many years, over the past, times over the past few years. And, uh, why have we not talked about that? (laughs) I I mean, I, I think I have heard it, but when I saw it, it kind of shocked me because I'm like, I think we mentioned it once or twice on one of the Christmas episodes, but we never actually talked Talk about, about any of those stories that were shared or anything like that. But it makes sense because obviously one of the most famous stories out there is the Scrooge story. Right. Where he's basically haunted. So <laughs> I don't. We're idiots. We're idiots. <laughs> so I, I thought we could save that for the, the Christmas or yep. uh, holiday season. So uh, I went with just these. 12 terrifying ghost stories you shouldn't read alone. And this is from Huffington Post. Now, the first one, I'm not going to read all of them, obviously, but the first one is something that actually kind of comes from this day and age. It doesn't say who had told the story or anything, but it sounds like it's a personal uh, recollection. It says, a couple of months ago, my friend's cousin, a single mother, bought a new cell phone. After a long day of work, she came home, placed her phone on the counter, and went to watch TV. Her son came to her and asked if he could play with her new phone. She told him not to call anyone or mess with text messages, and he agreed. At around 11.20, she was drowsy, so she decided to tuck her son in and go to bed. 
She walked to his room and saw that he wasn't there. She then ran over to her room to find him sleeping on her bed with the phone in his hand. Relieved, she picked her phone up from his hand to inspect it. Browsing through it, she noticed only minor changes such as a new background, banner, etc. But then she opened up her saved pictures. She began deleting the pictures he had taken until only one new picture remained. When she first saw it, she was in disbelief. It was her son sleeping on her bed, but the picture was taken by someone else above him, and it showed the left half of an elderly woman's face. Wait, so the face was in the bed with him, or it was above him? Taken by someone else above him, and it showed the left... I... Sounds like lazy writing for whoever yeah. told this story. I, it More questions and answers. Right. It it doesn't say why the woman's face was in the the picture if she was the one taking it anyways. Unless it was like a selfie of the woman who was taking it from above him. Maybe. But how would, would an elderly woman know how to take a selfie? Oh, maybe she wasn't really a real person. It's a ghost story, so maybe she's a ghost of some sort. Well, I don't know how it works in the paranormal world, man. (laughs) I mean, who knows? There there could be so many different possibilities as to why or how they can take a pic. (laughs) Are you saying the elderly women don't know how to function a modern-day device? (laughs) Have you talked to some elderly people that try to use cell phones? That is beside the point. <laughs> you were judging an entire group of people on age. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, my father-in-law would love a smartphone. My mother-in-law is totally against it. So, therefore, he doesn't get a smartphone. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, because that's how that works. Not only that, though, but he mashes things when he's like his cell phone. He mashes oh, the, yeah, yeah. the numbers. So I think he would have more of cracked screen than anybody else we know. <laughs> but um, uh, it's interesting story nonetheless. But yeah, I don't know if somebody messed up the story or if this, this spirit was taking a picture and somehow got herself in it. It doesn't say anything mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, let's see. There's another one here. Uh, the rocking horse. One night when I was maybe 10 to 12, I had trouble falling asleep. My bedroom was the entire top floor of a house with my bed and such being on the left side in storage closets and a play area being on the right. I was lying in bed when a, when I heard a noise from the other side of the room and Okay, well, this person doesn't know how to write, so maybe that's what explains the other one. It was put, see a rocking horse begin to rock. It should have said saw. It was sitting just outside one of the storage closet doors. It proceeded to rock its way halfway across the room and stopped dead under the ceiling light. At this point, I was freaking out and just buried my head under my blankets and never peeked again until morning. It was all confirmed to not be a dream as the rocking horse was still in the middle of my room when I woke up. Furthermore, I get a stern reprimand from my parents for being up out of my bed playing with my toys well past my bedtime. Their bedroom was directly below the storage closet play area 
and had heard the creaking of the rocking horse shuffling across the room. Now, you've had a similar story, and I think you've told it before on on Paratruth, but I'm not 100% with a haunted object. Toy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I shared it. Not on Paratruth. I don't think I've ever shared it on Paratruth. Okay. Probably one of the other episode, uh, shows. But yeah, man, like, I mean, you know the story, or at least most of it. Yeah. But it, it's weird. Like, all of my stories come from when I was 13, <laughs> little, yeah. you know? So, well, which is interesting. Little, but younger. <laughs> no, but yeah, but it's interesting because when you look into some of these paranormal uh, happenings, a lot of it revolves around people witnessing them when they were young or right, witness, uh, you know, around kids and stuff like that, uh, which only shows how, uh, what's the word? Uh, perceptible? Acceptable? Uh, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Uh, you know what? I'm still an idiot. It's like early. <laughs> so, you know, people just tend to tend to give into those susceptible susceptible Susceptible. that's the word i'm looking for i swear i only had two sips of this beer so (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i had this toy i still have it it's actually upstairs in my bedroom i found it in the attic about two years ago and i took it out of the attic because it's like oh this i remember this it's scary so i want it in my bedroom now naturally it makes a lot of sense (laughs) um so this particular toy, it's about, oh, I'd say 14 inches tall, probably close to that. Uh, full plastic, all brown, has like clear colored eyes, like translucent, and a little, little button on its on its stomach. Uh, it's kind of a medieval werewolf looking thing. It, it basically looks like a giant bipedal dog with weird horns or spikes on its head, like all over. So this thing, I don't remember where it came from. I know I got it for Christmas or something like that. Probably. I don't know. Like why? I don't know if it's like just something that the cool of here, something out at the time that was a big deal. But this thing, dude, this was like the biggest problem for me and my sisters when we were kids. It scared the heck out of us. I'm trying to remember if I've ever saw it, but I don't know if I have or not. Well, I'll take a picture and I'll post it up on the Parachute page <laughs> after the, this episode. But um, so this particular creature, you put batteries in its back, uh, actually on it, in its tail, and then you push the button and its eyes light up a uh, bright red color. There's a red LEDs in there. And then its mouth moves and it's it like walks and its arms move and things like that. And it goes, R, 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 R. That's what it does. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man, but that's what it does. So it's pretty cool. You know, it's a fun, interesting toy. You just push the button and whatnot. But things started getting weird because one night I was lying in my bed and I don't know what time it was, but it was well after dark and I'm watching TV and all of a sudden I hear, I'm like, well, that was weird because I know what that was, but it's sitting in my closet and nobody's playing with it. Let it go. And then I hear R R again. So I open the closet and it's just sitting there, right? It's just sitting there doing nothing. Like, well, that's weird. Okay. Fast forward. So we move forward. You know, this takes place over a couple of weeks, probably 14 days or so. And it begins to do that more often. Now, naturally you think, Oh, must be maybe the batteries are going, you know, sometimes when an object is batteries are going, it starts to let you know by turning itself on. Right. So we change out the batteries, 
but still it continues doing this RRR thing by itself in the closet. Every time I put it in the closet, it would just do it. Tries testing it. You know, it wasn't moving. It was sitting by itself. My sisters witnessed it going off in the closet and stuff like that. They would mess with it. And I used to take this thing everywhere. It was like, you know, like kids with their like teddy bears and things like that. Their right. blankets. Both my sisters have blankets that they still have to this day that they like keep in their bed at all times. Ugh. So I used to take they this thing everywhere. With, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they washed them. <laughs> but <laughs> I used to take this thing everywhere. And so one night we're all hanging out. And again, it's in my closet and we hear it go R. We take it out of the closet and we sit it in the corner so that know that nothing's touching it. And it starts going R and walking by itself again. So we're like, okay, this is it. This is getting too freaking creepy. Pull the damn batteries out of there, okay? And we'll just put it away. Pull the batteries out. We don't even put the little latch, like the cover back on. Just leave it all open. Put it in the closet. What happens? It starts going R again, and its eyes light up. It's like, well, now this is just odd because there's no batteries. There's no possible way for it to have power uh, for it to be moving and lighting up and making noise and stuff. And even though the batteries were in there, it kept doing this for several days on end. Uh, not continuously, but, you know, certain times of the day or whatever. And so we're in the basement with this thing and it's still doing this every once in a while. It'd be like we're talking and then it interrupts with its little R thing uh, and starts moving. Uh, and it just, it got us so freaked out that we started beating it with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah threw it across the room, beat it with the baseball bat and it still sat there, you know, like it was pleading just R, R, R every time we hit it. Um, and eventually like we just had enough. We, we put it, put it away. It never broke. We hit it with the baseball bat. We threw it across the room. Nothing happened. It never broke. It never has, doesn't have a crack, no scratches. It's crazy. It's weird piece of plastic. Um, and so we put it away and like I, not in my closet Like we got rid of it. Uh, and that was it. That was the last time I heard of it, basically, for roughly 10 years before I found it in my attic and took it out well, two years ago. And it hasn't done anything since, but it's sitting in there. It reminds me every day when I look at it, like, this thing would come to life without any life force within it. <laughs> like, didn't make sense. But it was the scariest thing when I was a kid. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. I, I'm not sure if I've ever even asked this of you. Have you done any research into what could cause that like like recently or or when you got to an adult size uh have you ever done any research as to what might cause it cuz I mean there are equipment where you unplug it you take out the batteries there's still an electrical charge so something might happen yeah, but those electrical charges usually drain out rather quickly. Right. I mean, these aren't things that hold on to the electric charge very long. And this thing was prolonging its life by five, six days, if not farther. I don't remember the exact time frame. But for a long time without batteries and still moving forward. Uh, and I can't tell you exactly when the last time it was that it did that. Because uh, it just kind of put it away and forgot about it. But, but I mean, to answer your question, no, of course, I didn't never would have thought to look it up and find out. Um, but it was, it was weird, man. Like we've, there's never been another electronic, anything that we've had. We've had things that were electronic that consumed way more power than when that thing was doing. I think it had double a batteries, if I'm not mistaken, like three, I think double a batteries. I mean, 
you have Game Boys and right, PlayStation, yeah. just things like that. They have a ton of power source going into them, but they don't hold on to their power. You know, once you turn it out, they go out. That's TV, true. you know, electricity goes out, TV goes out, that's it. TV's not cutting on for 10 more seconds after that. <laughs> it's just it's done. So I don't know. I mean, maybe there's something I haven't looked it up. Honestly, I'm probably not going to waste my time doing so. It's at peace right now up there, and I don't want to <laughs> you don't want push it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the the thing that raises a question for me is: you beat it with a bat, you threw it across the room, and there was no damage to it whatsoever. There's no damage to it whatsoever. It's strong as strong can be. It's <laughs> they must have made plastic differently back then because it's cheap crap now that's Unless coming out of was other countries by something that was haunting it that's possible too that is entirely possible I mean we uh, I've said it numerous times that it, the house was haunted you know growing <laughs> up that house this house so it's very possible that whatever was haunting the house could have for whatever reason transferred itself into that thing and then eventually left at some point but I mean it was you asked my sisters what the scariest thing is with, that they witnessed in the house like ghost wise I guarantee they bring up that that I don't want to call it a doll because I'm a guy who's like a giant <laughs> wearing Action a fashion figure, figure. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know so whenever somebody says that to me when I say I have I had action figures, so you had a doll. No, I had action figures. Yes. And I when we had them on for I can't remember if it was the Christmas or New Year's episode, I think they had brought that up. The They did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. That was a long time ago. <laughs> so that yeah. I'm trying to explain in my own mind what could <laughs> why cause things like I'm trying to keep a skeptical uh mind frame and it's it's just weird it, it I mean the fact that you took the batteries out yeah I get what you're saying it would have ran out of power if there might have been a uh, a reserve or something that hadn't gotten used up or something um, but it did that for, you said like a week after at that? least it might've been longer. I mean, okay. it, it was, again, it was so long ago over well over 10 years ago, obviously. I mean, gosh, yeah. Yeah, how old I am. It was like 20 years ago. She's <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez> Louise. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah. It's something I can't explain to yeah. me. It, it, it sucks. Cause Back then, I mean, obviously nobody knew anything about like ghost hunting or anything back then. It was the 90s, early 2000s, whatever. I mean, it it was around, obviously. We just never heard of it. Right. But if that happened today, I'd have all the evidence and documentation I'd show you. (laughs) be like, hey, look at this. This is creeping me out. Well, I mean, unfortunately, back then, the video cameras and everything were so huge for somebody who's 13 years old, not to mention your dad probably whooped your butt if you would have touched his video camera. Yeah, we had one of those big RCA right. shoulder-mounted cameras, you know? Right. So to even try to get some type of evidence, and I mean, I know I didn't have a uh, voice recorder back then. I'm sure you guys didn't. I had no idea what a voice recorder was <laughs> back then. All right. Another story. This is called The Whispers, and 
I know you've got another story that can kind of correlate with this because of the name, but we'll go through the mm-hmm. story first. Okay. Uh, this is a story I don't, I do not often tell. I promise sincerely that this has scarred me for life. And although I have looked into psychological explanations for what I heard and natural explanations for what occurred, they remain unsatisfactory. When I was a child, I was scared of the dark. I swore to my mother I heard voices in it. They were, they were not evil, but they were not familiar, and so they scared me. It was not uncommon in the middle of the night for me to wake up and hear whispers, as I would call them when asking my mom. She figured they were just bumps in the night and typical kids' nightmare material. I tried often to explain to her that it was more than just... It was more than that, that they sounded different from one another the way people's voices do. On some nights, I would go so scared from these whispers that I would sleep in my mom's bed with her. It was an added bonus that the bathroom was directly outside of her bedroom door for my late night tinkles. (laughs) Tinkles. I should add at this point that when walking out into the hall to go to the bathroom, you looked directly down the stairs that would lead you into the living room on the floor. On one such night around Christmas, I awoke and felt the need to relieve myself. I walked out the door and distinctly heard the phrase, look, and to my astonishment, a red light, almost like a spotlight, was cast upon the wall at the very bottom of the stairs. The light had no other source. It was by itself and was transfixed by it. Oh, and I was transfixed by it. It was Santa. Duh. Being a little kid and it only being a few days from Christmas, I knew what this light was. It was Santa. See, I told you. (laughs) There it is. How else could get, how else could he get into my house to know I was being a good boy? I was so excited. I began walking down the stairs to greet him, picking up my pace after the second step, as it began to creep off the wall and fade into the darkness in my living room. That's when I heard him, a very strong masculine voice, different from the first, not at all like my father's. It said, stop, right now, go back up those stairs. I listened, turned around, and what happened next, I am not sure I would believe if someone had told me this same story. After reaching the top of the stairs, I heard a very loud crash that sent me running back to my mother's bed when I jumped straight under the covers and stayed there the whole night. When we awoke the next morning, the poinsettia lights my mother had put on the railing down the stairs were pulled straight down to the bottom of the stairs, some broken from what seemed like a forceful tear laying in a single pile. The dry sink in my living room had fallen from the wall. My mother could not explain it. My father was worried we had been the victims of a home invasion. My sister was crying. There was nothing missing. Nobody had broken in. There did not seem to be any reason this had happened. And then I saw it, and I kept quiet about it because I was so afraid that I could not force words out of my mouth. There on the edge of the wooden dry sink, which had been facing up, were three indentations where the finish on the wood had been worn. Almost as it, if in a forceful grip, something down there had grabbed it and threw it down. That was the bang that I heard. I was mortified after that day. I never heard a single voice again. 
I do not like to imagine what was waiting downstairs for me that night, if it was anything at all, but I can tell you that the reality was that something had physically acted upon two things in my house near the bottom of the stairwell. After this, I had never heard another whisper again, which is sad because in some ways I would have liked to thank the man that had stopped me from going down those stairs. This happened when I was seven. I am 20 years old now, and because of this incident, I am still afraid of the dark, especially shadowy stairwells. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm. Well, we know for a fact it wasn't Santa because he would have fixed the princetas. <laughs> That's what he does. He builds things. No sound of a break-in. So naturally, the voice could have been the same thing that did the destruction. So she wants to thank the thing, but who says the thing was even good? Well, there were two voices. Oh, there were two voices. Yeah, the one that okay. warned her to run back up, or him, it doesn't say right. that, which run back upstairs and and who knows i mean it could have been the same entity and all it wanted to do was to scare the the kid just by saying look and then say run back upstairs so it could make those noises and do whatever it was doing downstairs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the reasonable explanation is that it was krampus see she probably wasn't a good girl that year <laughs> She saw the red light, which would suggest Santa, but he was obviously angry and breaking things, which suggests his reverse counterpart, Krampus. Yeah. Rudder, tell her I figured it out. She can no longer worry about it. <laughs> well, if you if you think red light, I mean... Rudolph the Red Knot. <laughs> no. what it was. And it, it almost brings to mind demonic because red is associated with the devil, at least now today. So Which doesn't make sense to me. Like why? No like I've never done research as to why it's a red devil, other than it kind of goes back to Greek mythology where the the horned god was depicted as a a red yeah. figure. But but you have a story where you were hearing whispers. I've actually had this happen to me as well, so I'll share mine as well, but I wanted to have you do that since I uh, read the story. Yeah, so uh, this happened probably nine, ten years ago, because it's probably about a year before you and I started our little endeavor into the paranormal. And this is in part what led us to the paranormal, at least me. Um, and it was just before my demonic attack happened for three months, uh, oppression mm-hmm. and affliction. <clears throat> and so every night as I was falling asleep, right, here's, I, let me start over. So 
there's this blue light that I'd often see. In fact, my whole family would often see this blue light. They were walking down the hall or into the kitchen. This weird blue light would just flash across the room and disappear. Can never explain it, but we all saw it all the time. It was always happening. We always believed that it was the soul or the spirit of the old woman that used to live here uh, and who had passed away, not in the house, but uh, I'm not sure if it was a hospital or I think it was a home or something. Um, So the blue light would always happen. Well, eventually, as I got into some of the uh, demonology and stuff that I was doing, I started hearing this voice. It was very clear. It was the same thing every single night. And it wasn't the same hour every night, but it was the same time every night. I know that sounds confusing, but it happened every time I was in that state of like almost asleep, but not fully asleep. Like twilight you know, type kind of. Yeah. You know, it's like that moment where you're like to a point where if you hear a noise, it's going to startle the hell out of you mm-hmm. because that's just where you're at. And that's like, if, if you, everything stayed quiet for another minute or two, you'd be out. Um, but it would always happen at that moment. And I'd always hear the same thing. It always sound the same in the same tone in the same manner. And it'd always go say my, it would say my name and it would be like, Eric, just like that. And it would jolt me right up out of my sleep or whatever it was, you know? Um, and that happened many times over the course of several weeks. And of course I became aware of it more and more and it would always happen again at the same time. Well, so one day, I was in the kitchen. It was me, my mom, and I think it was, I don't know if it was both my sisters or just, uh, my sister, Aaron, but we were in the kitchen and they were talking about haunting stuff, haunted stuff. And I don't know why it had nothing to do with the house or just, it was just a conversation. And I was like, I hear this, this weird thing every night and I can't explain it, but it's a whisper. And every time it happens. It freaks me out. And then my sister turns to me. She's like, it says your name. I'm like, yeah. She's like, it says it like this. Eric. I'm like, yes. She's like, I hear the same thing every freaking night as she's falling asleep. She hears the same thing. Only it's her name. And I'm like, whoa, that's really weird. Because, you know, as we know in the paranormal, like if more than one person witnessed something, then there's a good plausible, you know, it's plausible that there's something happening. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what happened for a while. And the only difference between me and my sister is that eventually it stopped with her. And for me, it progressed into a much darker haunting. And that's probably more so because of how open I was and perceptible, susceptible, gosh, to, you know, the spiritual world, especially when I was doing the demonology stuff and whatnot back then when I first started. Right. Well, I think, yeah, I think when you can correlate stuff, it, it makes more sense, which I actually forgot to ask when that toy was doing that. Was that around the same time as the Ouija board that we talked about last week? I think so. Probably. Okay. So it, it would have correlated with other activity going mm-hmm. on at the time. So the one thing that I, I remember, uh, it actually happened more recently. I have been in... 2011, I think. Yeah, it was. I was working at a nursing home, and I was a cook there. And uh, I was doing dishes, trying to get ready to go home. And I heard my name, and it was 
not just a, a whisper. It, it sounded like it was just a normal person talking, Justin. So I turn around, nobody there. I go around the corner and I see this white flowered dress, like walk around the the uh, ovens and and stove. And on the other side was a deep fryer and this huge uh, pot, I guess you can call it. It was just this huge big machine that we used to make soups and stuff. And I, I followed it around, nobody there. And it correlated with the death of a woman that had been living at the home. And I had eventually found out that she loved to wear flowery dresses. So that kind of correlated for me. Uh, a lot of employees there had kind of said something about feeling like somebody's there or seeing things out of the corner of their eyes. So there was obviously some type of activity going on. But at the same time, we were in a place where a lot of people die all the time. So who knows my, what might have been happening. Yeah. Um there have been a couple other times, but nothing where I can correlate it with something else where I saw something. So usually I, I just blow it off like I maybe it was just I, I heard something or heard somebody else's name being called. And I just thought it was my own, like a pareidolia type thing. But um, that's the only one I can think of where it, it correlated with something. Yeah. Now, did you come across any ghost stories? Did you look up any ghost stories or anything? I did not look up any because I strictly thought I would just share my own. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. So here's a story that you just sent me. <clears throat> my grandfather told me this story about how one time he was sitting in a chair in front of the house when he heard his wife repeatedly calling him from inside the home. The thing is, my grandmother passed away a few years ago, but he told me that the voice was so pressing that he actually got up to look inside the home. And as soon as he got inside, he heard a loud crash behind him. He turned around to see that the chair he, that he was sitting on had been crushed by the cast iron gutter that fell upon it. If he hadn't come inside the house, he would have probably been seriously injured. I don't know if it's paranormal or not, but every time I think about it, it sends chills down my spine. So this is one of those things that like, I, I hear often from people in the paranormal is a spirit getting their attention to save them from something. Many people, many people will consider this like their guardian angel as opposed to like a ghost. Um, it's interesting. I've never had this happen to me before. Uh, before I get into your thing, one thing I just had to say, like a cast iron gutter. <laughs> I have never in my life heard of or seen a cast iron gutter. A cast iron, right. That's ridiculous. That is the, way too heavy to have on your house. It must have been but, a uh, really whole, old home, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe. That's just weird. But anyway, so you have a story that relates to this. Yeah. It, it didn't save my life per se, but it did help me. Um, I was going through a rough patch and I was driving to, uh, to work one day and I heard our grandfather's voice say, everything's going to be okay, kiddo. 
And it made me stop for a second because that's used to be what he always called us kid, kiddo. Mm-hmm. And um, so I didn't see anything, didn't hear anything else, went to work, then went, um, went home and started hearing the old polka music that he used to play all the time. And it comforted me in the fact because I was going through this rough thing and was having a really hard time with uh, trying to deal with it. So the when he had said my said that and I heard the polka music, it, it kind of correlated with me that something was looking out for me because it kind of calmed me for a while. Um, but that's the only instance I can remember hearing somebody say something to me where it, in a sense, saved my life because I was getting into a very deep depression and that sort of thing. But, um, other than that, I can't remember any, anything else ever happening like that. And you said you've never had that really happen to you, right? No, I've never had anything like that happen to me. Um, but again, it's one of those we had mentioned, or I had mentioned it last week. Uh, I think it was last week regarding voices or hearing things that are familiar after something or someone dies. And I had mentioned that, um, and maybe not even after they pass away, it could be just they disappear, you know, they leave for a while, they go out of town or whatever yeah. for a long time. But, you know, so many people believe that it's the spirit that's trying to reach out. But in reality, it could just be that you're so used to hearing their voice that it's kind of that repetition. Uh, I think it was when we were talking about uh, residual hauntings uh, and that repetitive state or whatever. Right. You talked about is. Angus. Right. Um, and so as such, I mean, the one thing that I do get often still I get is the scent of like grandpa's car, the house, you know, there's a certain scent to it. And I don't know again, if that has anything to do, I mean, with grandpa or grandparents, but, um, it's it's still interesting. It still, you know, triggers the memories, even if it's just a random scent that smells exactly like it. Very similar. Right. Well, (laughs) The one thing I always remember is the house always smelled like cooked meatballs to me. Cooked meatball. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, not me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that or remember that. Well, grandma and grandpa used to always make cooked meatballs from scratch. So maybe it was just the smell lingering in the air after they had done it. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that, <laughs> that always is what I think of when I think of grandma and grandpa's house. <laughs> All right, last story I'm going to share, and this is called The Shadow. I didn't know that's what it was called until much later. I was living in a house in Laguna Beach that had been there since the 1920s. In its history, it had been a speakeasy, a brothel, and a house for smuggling illegal immigrants. Heck of a history. One day, my new wife and I were having an argument, and... I can't even recall what it was about. She walked down the block to get a cup of coffee and cool off, and I was alone in the house. The way the place was built was incredibly haphazard. There was a bedroom and a living room on one side, then a bathroom with entrances on the other side of the bathroom was a hallway. 
that had windows in one side and two bedrooms on the other. From my bedroom, I could look across the hall into the bathroom, then through the bathroom and down the hall, down the other hall. I was standing at my dresser and I just noticed movement out of the corner of my eye and looked down there. There was an honest to God, this gives me goosebumps just typing it. 17 years later, a black figure. It was maybe three feet tall and it was only vaguely humanoid. It looked like black scribbles, like someone had scribbled a human shape, but the scribbles moved like electricity arcing. That's the best way to describe it. There was no sound that I could remember. I distinctly remember when I saw it, I wasn't afraid just like WTF. Then it noticed me looking like at for it. real guys. It, it totally was a spirit. <laughs> I can't. St- I can't say it turned around. It just focused on me. I guess. Then I was scared. I didn't move. I didn't scream. Nothing. I was just frozen because it just effing came at me. It rushed down the hall towards me. I have no idea what it intended, but as soon as it entered the bathroom, the door closed. The door closet to me just slammed shut. I screamed. I yelled for my wife. She wasn't home. I went outside into the daylight and did not go back in until she got back 10 minutes later. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe I saw something supernatural, but I know I saw something. I don't know what it was. Well, now he's just in denial. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because if you're saying something that he describes like electricity, but is black and scribbled, but has like a human form and it walks or runs somewhere and things shut. I mean, but then it's not there. Like, come on. What, right. What if is it? Walks like shadow a duck, running from you? Like, I mean, <laughs> if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it must be a freaking duck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Denial does not save you from the spiritual realm. <laughs> Let me point that out. <laughs> well, I we've both had the the instance of seeing shadow people. I've seen it out of the corner of my eye. You have seen one dead on. Yours was a little more freaky, though. Um, mine was just... And I guess it's kind of freaky because I saw it in the shower. I was taking a shower. I saw yeah, it out of the corner of my eye, peeking around the curtain. And I'm like what the and it was gone um but yours you had seen it where it was like half of a person or like it was cut off at the legs or something like that right yeah it, it was it, it was like a a formless humanoid if that makes any sense like it had a head it had a torso like it had a full body kind of like this guy was saying li- yeah but you couldn't make out any limbs like you couldn't see the arms or the legs but it was a full you know good eight feet or something tall, maybe seven feet, uh, standing in the hallway. And I was watching it as I was drinking a protein shake. And it like, it took me a good few seconds to realize what I was looking at. Cause it was just standing there staring at me. Cause you thought it was your mom or something at first, right? Well, at first I didn't know anything. Like it took forever to process. And then when I put the drink down and still looking at it, cause like it it clicked, I was like, wait a second. And I put the protein drink down uh, to get a better look at it. And as soon as I did that, it turned around and I saw it go down the hall and disappear. And I was like, that's when I thought, Oh, it must've been my mom because you know, went down the hall and that's where my parents bedroom are or is. And so I went down there and of course there's nothing there. And then my mom calls me from the basement 
uh, to help her with something. And I'm like, well, well wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> See, the difference is between me and this guy is I know what I saw. <laughs> and it had to be a spirit. <laughs> and I only found out soon after that it was a dark spirit. <laughs> but. Well, was that the was that around the time that we had done the the cleansing and you started going back to church yet or no it was way before that okay uh, for some reason i thought it was around that same time so it was around the time of the voice and the blue light and all that okay. yeah yeah that was back with all the uh the night terrors and things okay. like that which is probably a good seven eight months before the cleansing okay I, for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, I thought it was after that, and they were still attacking you. Um, not quite the same way, but I still had some nightmares, there's night terrors, and I had some uh, some movement, like the, like a shadow person or something sitting on my bed. But it wasn't uh, like straight on. But right. it wasn't. Yeah, it, none of it was quite like that night. I mean, I've had instances where they were like that since then, like since the cleansing and everything like that, but not as consistent. Okay. Well, that's all the stories I've got. So was there anything else you had to share? No, I don't think so. I think, <laughs> uh, these are a good couple stories. All right. All right, folks, that's all we got for you this week. Next week we are on episode 200. Bum, bum, bum. And we're going to be bringing on a very special guest. I'm not going to announce who it is. We're just going to have them pop in. And we're going to talk some more campfire stories, shoot the crap. I'm not going to cuss because I'm way too much into the cussing lately. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we're just going to have a gay old time because 200 episodes. I it's a lot of episodes. Hate to admit it, but I I never thought we would get to 200 episodes. <laughs> only We've because only we been, get bored sometimes. <laughs> We've been on well, how many years have we been doing this show? It's been It's been 4 years. 4 years. So 4 years and we're only 100 episodes behind Supernatural. <laughs> so <laughs> we will catch up and surpass a show that's been on for 14 seasons. If they cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> if they cancel. <laughs> but even if they do, we have the luck of on our side that they take them to take hiatuses. So we've got a good <laughs> five months there where we can catch up. <laughs> all right, folks, that's all we got for you until next week. Uh, make sure you check us out everywhere. Like we are always saying, I'm not going to, Say them all because if you don't know by now, you can just go back to old episodes. So until next week, folks, where you'll find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace.
History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.